This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 1072 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is from Dr. Wendy Ying's traditional Chinese medicine update on the driving radio show. This time, it's about cold. And we'll get right to our tip after this important message from today's sponsor, Cavallo Horse and Rider Gear. Cavallo hoof boots are easy to get on and stay on in all types of terrain and activities. Unique drainage slots allows water to drain out quickly, and they are super easy to take off too. With Cavallo's, you spend your time on the trail with your best friend, not wasting time putting on complicated hoof boots. Cavallo hoof boots come in three durable upper options and two sole widths. You get confidence and security with their best boot ironclad warranty. Cavallo hoof boots take you where you want to go. Well, Glenn, you and I, we know we're lucky and we live in Florida. But I feel like I feel like that we've kind of, uh, you know, we have to do something besides just gloat about the cold. So, so this week I wanted to talk about uh, cold as a Chinese medicine pathogen um, and the things that you can do about it. So, uh, in Chinese medicine, we have like six exogenous pathogens, right? So we have cold. Wind, summer heat, dampness, and fire. So those pathogens fight with your yin and your yang and your and your elements, and they're in this delicate balance, right? So if if you're healthy and your defense mechanisms are all in place and can stop the like say in this case cold from invading your body, then you are fine, but if the wind or, or if the cold gets too strong, um, or if your body, if you're not healthy, like like say your little pony who was malnourished, if you have something like that, then the wind, um, sorry, then the cold can invade your body and cause damage. So the basic theory of Chinese medicine, you know, is the yin and the yang, right? And your yin is your air conditioner and your yang is your furnace. So when you get cold invading your body, it damages your yang. And your yang is like, uh, you know, it has a lot to do with like your life force and your kidneys. And also uh, when you have... When you lose your yang and you and get when you lose your yang is when you start to show your age. So kidney yang signs would be like your back hurts, you get arthritis, you just feel like super weak, and um, uh, you know, like in animals, old dogs they'll like kind of drip urine or they'll lose bowel control. So that's yang deficiency. So, um, so, you know, when you're outside in the cold, right, that when you first go out there, you feel like, okay, but then the longer you're out there, you get colder and colder and colder till 
you can feel the cold down to your bones, right? It's gone all the way in. So that's kind of like theoretically what we're thinking about that. Um, and the damage that cold can do, I mean, is quite obvious in Chinese medicine and in just, uh, you know, um, common sense. Like the first sign of cold is cold extremities, right? So like a pathogenic uh, problem of cold would be frostbite, right? Right. And so uh, because you're, you get, and that, that causes stagnation because what happens is you get cold and your body like squeezes down all its blood vessels. And so you lose blood flow to your extremities because you're trying to stay warm. So that's stagnation. You know, I always talk about stagnation and pain and it kind of like is a little bit hard to understand. Um, so that happens all within your body. Another thing that can happen with cold is you get chi blockage. So you get, you know, uh, stagnation in your meridians and you need the energy to flow through your body to stay healthy and for to say, um, like that's why you get so tired. You're just like, oh, I have no chi left because it's not flowing. And a great example of stagnation with cold is the ice cream headache. Oh, really? Have you ever had ice? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had the ice cream headache? Sure. Yeah. Do you? Well, why does it? Why does that happen? Right. Um, so you have cold, like you're drinking you're drinking ice cream or, sh- or a shake or something, right? You have this palatine artery on the top of your mouth. And when it gets super cold, it spasms down really tight because of the cold. And you get like a massive headache. Yeah, yeah. That's so right. that's a yeah, so that's a great way to think about stagnation. So uh, other things that cold can do when it damages your your body chronically, it can um, manifest as arthritis. Right. So, you know, old dogs that don't like the cold and they're stiff, they've like lost a lot of blood flow to their hips. Like, you know, that's like one of the perfect examples of of cold, of a cold cold problem Um, in horses. You know, you have some horses that are so arthritic in their pastures and then in the winter they're cold and it hurts them to walk. Um, And those horses, we know older animals, we need to keep them warm. Because their joints will feel better if they're warm and they can fight off the cold. Another thing you can do, um, and when I have a yang deficiency, which I very rarely have yang deficiencies in Florida um, because our our environmental temperature is so warm. So I don't use a lot of moxa in my practice. You know what moxa is, Glenn? No. Uh-uh. Moxa is like um, it's a herb that comes in a little stick and it's like smolders. It's like a punk that you use to do fireworks. So it smolders and it releases this scent that's like marijuana. So that's always a big, big joke when you're moxing. But you can wave the moxa over an acupuncture point to warm that point, or you can put it on the needle and then it warms the needle down into the body. So acupuncturists that live in the north use a lot of moxa in the wintertime. And also with older people, they use moxa a lot. They have a little box that um, you put the needles in the people's back, right, like lumbar area, and then you put this moxa box on top as a wooden box, and then you stick the moxa on the um, needle 
tips and then you close the lid of this wooden box and it keeps the all the heat right into the lower back. But we don't do that. We don't do the mock the box on animals because of the danger of lighting them on fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But another thing you can do about cold is um is well, they'd be warm. <laughs> they would be warm, but they'd be burnt. Um, so is you can use you can use warming foods. So especially with older animals, um, in the winter time, it's great to give them warming foods. So you know, I'm always like, don't feed your dog chicken right. because it's too hot. This is a case where chicken it would be great to feed your dog. You know, or or you as a person, if you can eat chicken. Um, as a warming food. So and for the horses... Food, what else is warming? Lamb. It's all meat, That's though, why, isn't it, right? Vegetables are really cooling, aren't they? Aren't they? Well, no, it, it depends. Like, um, there's vegetables. Like, for horses, what would you feed them to keep them warm, right? You'd feed yeah. them oats. Oats are really warming. And um, uh, root vegetables. So carrots. You know, horses love carrots. Parsnips are really good, and um, uh, a great thing for horses, young hor- young deficient horses, would be pumpkin. And then there's herbs that are really warming, like cinnamon. So pumpkin and cinnamon, oh my God, horses would love that. And and um, I would suggest cooking it a little bit because when you cook when you cook the food, it's easier to digest. So they don't have to use as much energy to digest it. So what you're saying is we need to bake our horse's pumpkin pie. Yes, but leave out the sugar. Okay. <laughs> but you can just roast a pumpkin or, you I'm know, squash. or. <laughs> because pumpkin and, pie, what's it have in it? It has cinnamon and pumpkin. I mean. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Well, that's why we eat at Thanksgiving. That's right. I'm sure that was stolen from the Chinese. It might have been, yeah. You know. Um, So one of the things I really like to suggest to to people is uh, herbs are really important. And you don't have to, you know, buy my herbs from the Jingtang. You know, you can incorporate herbs into your everyday diet because um, lots of herbs are used medicinally but are also used for food, right, in just everyday diet. So one of the... um, one of the greatest herbs that I like to use for young problems is turmeric. Turmeric is also known as yellow ginger. And turmeric is what makes curry yellow, curry powder yellow. Yeah, so um, you know how I have that golden yellow salve that I use for, for wounds and, and things? So everybody says, oh, it smells like curry powder. Well, that's why it smells like curry powder, because there's turmeric in there. But... Um, like turmeric, ginger, and cinnamon. Those are all herbs that you see in like Indian foods and Chinese foods. And they would tend to eat that more in the wintertime to stay warm. You know, so because they eat seasonally. But for your animals, there's actually a great site on Facebook that's called the Turmeric Users Group. And it has some um, really great ways to incorporate turmeric into your own diet and also your pet's diet. Um, and basically it has great anti-inflammatory properties. So it's really useful to use when you have, you know, painful chronic arthritis, 
and your animal's in a cold climate. So you give the turmeric, um, if you give some turmeric powder, then it warms their body and it helps their young and then also relieves pain. Who knew? I didn't know. And I'm yep. also, and you, oh, I just looked up turmeric on Facebook. There's about a million groups. I never knew there were that many groups for turmeric. I know. Yeah, there are a million groups. But the turmeric users group uh, is actually has really great information, lots of different recipes. And turmeric is very, very safe. So, um, and it's easy to find. One of the things that you have to do is make sure you get um, a good quality turmeric powder. But you can find that online anywhere. Because some of the turmeric... Um, is used like they take out the active ingredient and you don't want that. Like they make turmeric pills and, and they'll, and then they sell the powder as, um, like, you know, as a, as a powder, there's lower price, but that's just the byproduct of making the turmeric pills. Then all the active ingredients are in the pills. So you don't, you, so you make sure to buy a good quality turmeric powder and you don't need a ton of it. Be good for you, Glenn, with your limes. So turmeric is really the lesson of the day here, huh? Uh, Turmeric's a lesson of the day to help fight cold. Well, there you have it. You can find links to today's guests as well as more tips on topics ranging from barn care to websites for horse people at horsetipdaily.com. And don't forget, you can have every single one of your favorite Horse Radio Network shows with you wherever you go with the free Horse Radio Network app for iPhone or Android. Just go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. Or you can subscribe via iTunes. This podcast was made possible through the generous support of Cavallo Horse and Rider and listeners like you. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. (laughs) 